You're listening to Thinker's What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary. And today, Sam Balsley from Balsley Printing. We were talking just a minute ago, 10 minutes maybe, uh, about the history of the Balsleys in printing. And I... And I and I said that right. The history of the Balsleys in printing, not the history of Balsley printing, because your family goes way back in way printing. Back. Correct. Actually, uh, it's it's quite fascinating because everybody talks about when when I I purchased the business a year ago, and we were talking about the fourth generation and since 1912 in Rockton, Illinois. So um, that is quite fascinating. But if you really look beyond that, we have my great grandfather moved from Findlay, Ohio, and my great-great-grandfather owned a, a Republican newspaper at that time. So he ran that for years. And even prior to that, we had a, we, I guess my family, it might have been uh, John Michael Balsley back in Pennsylvania, it might have been Reading, Pennsylvania, that he started his first apprenticeship. So we date back into the 1700s. Did you guys? Did your family print the manifest when you came over on the boat? No. Uh, no. You haven't been able not, to track uh, no. that yet. Okay. No. That would be. I, that would have been. That would have been a good one. I mean, I they were that... printing the manifest as they were coming over. Yeah, I think uh, we came over from Switzerland. Um, it must have been early 1700s. What a history. I mean, to, to, to be involved in essentially the same industry for so many years, who can say that? But and, and not many. It's a little bit of pressure. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't, don't screw it up yeah, now. Don't mess it up. Man, <laughs> we made it that long, and then this guy got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that you, name in the history books. So you said you bought it a year ago. Yeah, Correct. Okay, so you bought it from your dad? From right? my father and my uncle. Okay. And you said you had, you had left for a while. I did actually. My, you know, my father and my mother always, even my uncle, and his family, they always pushed us to get out, um, go do your own thing, go find out what you want to do. So after I graduated from Hananiga in 1993, I went and uh, I studied economics at a small school in Missouri called Truman State University, hmm. and uh, I received a bachelor's in economics after that. I moved down to St. Louis and worked for Citicorp and had a lot of fun running numbers down there for them, mortgages out of New York, um, and that was extremely boring. I I, <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Uh, I love running numbers. I love thinking about numbers, but sitting there looking at numbers all day, it was just so boring. So I left there, and I had a little bit of knowledge about mortgages, so I started selling mortgages. Um, then I moved back, back up here for a little bit and sold mortgages. And then mortgages hit like, uh, the rates were up at like 9%. And I was like, well, I don't need to do this anymore. And my current wife graduated from college and she said, I'm moving to Spain. You want to go? So I uh, sold everything, quit my job, moved to Spain. And we lived there for a couple of years. And then over there I got into, you know, you get into a couple of jobs over there and I got into one job where it was marketing. And, you know, you start doing direct mailers and you start looking at lists and you start looking at artwork. And after I did that for a couple of years, we wanted to get married and came back here. And I'm like, well, I, I have some knowledge in marketing now and walked up to my father and said, all right, I want to do this. He's like, are you sure? You sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really do. So I have a plan for it. And that was back in 2002. I came back. 
Wow. That's that's super fascinating to me because I think many times, and, and what we find is that many times the people as they pass from generation to generation, this, the, 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 the following generation just doesn't care anymore. And they don't ever come back. No, like, no, they, they don't. Over. They don't. But, you know, I, I, my father owned his own business forever, it seemed like. You know, yeah. I saw what an owner did. I saw the responsibilities that he had. And um, I also saw the flexibility. I mean, there's a good opportunity there that uh, I had enough knowledge in printing and had a, a little bit of knowledge in marketing. And um, it was a great opportunity that if I committed myself, I, I could be running this someday. So you, you originally, though... You originally decided, no, this is not for me. Oh, no way. Yeah. Why? What was it about the printing business at that time? Uh, I, you know what? It was such a daily routine. I had to go out and do my own thing. I, I think that was really it. I had to experiment. I had to try new things. I did love getting into numbers and the economy and all that stuff. And I learned a lot of things with my economics background, and I still use them today, especially when you're talking about factors. Right. You know, that's a big thing with, with selling anything yeah. is if you, look, if you look at all the factors involved with a sale of something, um, the more factors that you look at, uh, the better off you are when you're trying to sell it. So you, you thought that the kind of the mundane day-to-day business of printing was not your, was not your, was not your drive. Uh, you, well, you have to understand is that we all grew up, my sister and my brother, we grew up that our whole lives were printing. Yeah. I didn't realize that I ink smelled until I got married. Okay. <laughs> really? We, yeah. When oh, you come well, home yeah. and you just, I probably smell like ink right now. She was like, oh man, you smell. I never realized that. And now, nowadays people walk into the print shop and they're like, wow, I could smell the ink everywhere. I'm like, okay. But it was my dad. Would yeah, it was bring, your whole life. You didn't know anything different. Oh no. My dad... My dad would bring home jobs for us to collate. <laughs> I'm serious. We had we had a dining room table I that it. I think on purpose he bought a round dining room table. Yeah. So you know, before we had dinner, he'd have a booklet laid out. My sister and my yeah. brother and I would and be a lazy going around Susan's the corner. And he stuff this and he staple stuff staple stuff staple. Exactly. <laughs> dinner time. You earned it. There you go. I, I understand. I come from a family-owned business background. I know what I know what it's like to live and eat and sleep the business. Yeah. yeah. So so you said I got to get out of here, but now you developed some really probably some skill sets that many printers, especially maybe for some family-owned small businesses, don't have. Nobody nobody goes off and studies economics and because like hey, you know I'm going to go back to the printing business. So how how did how has that served you? You said you kind of make use of it, but how's that served you? Uh, you know I think you you. St- when you start working with other printers, yeah. okay, I've worked with other printers in the past mm-hmm. and when we did mailers and things like that, I think if you go out and have a different perspective on what's going on, um, you can bring something new to the table hmm. and that's completely different. You have to, you know, it's my father probably, it was probably the same thing day after day. Yeah. And there was a lot of times that they had to come up with new ideas, but having a different perspective on on what's happening out in the world. It's not just Rockton, Illinois. It's St. Louis, Missouri. It's Kirksville, Missouri. It's uh, Sevilla, Spain. It's everywhere. And you start looking at some of those things and, and you bring it back. And, you know, some of the one, – one of the reasons why it was so easy to make the decision to purchase the business is because our team is incredible. Okay. okay? They really are. I mean, we have the, the best pre-press department, I would say, maybe in Illinois. It's, it's incredible. Wow. Um, but even our production guys, they're incredible too, but they have the experience that 
they they were at other print shops and they came back or they they started with us and they went to another print shop and another one and another one and then they end up coming back so with that being said they went out and got the experience too and Mm -hmm. we have a whole bunch of different ideas and experience about how we're going to move forward with this thing so it's not just me it's our entire team yeah and moving forward must be pretty interesting since there's such significant changes in the printing business uh, yeah and utilization of printing and where that's all headed what are i mean obviously without giving away some secret sauce uh what's what's different or what what are you doing differently or how do you how do you see printing moving forward moving forward you know i think you have to you kind of have to go back to 2008 2008 2009 it was it was horrible i mean there was people are trying to survive and we were up against guys who were you know they were trying to survive by by decreasing their price so much that they couldn't survive sure so we had to go up against that and we were fortunate enough that um when they were when they were failing because they didn't have any money you know we kind of picked up the slack and and helped people out um but we were also up against the digital age i mean every it wasn't just us that that were losing money and and the economy was bad but it was everybody else and the first thing that they cut was printing okay unless unless they're a very large business such as healthcare healthcare was huge you know we we had some very good relationships and still do with uh healthcare around the area um but you had to adapt there's no more you know you used to run letterhead nonstop and forms nonstop and invoices and everything like that and we got taken over by you know, websites and e-blasts and social media and all that. And you have to adapt and you have mm-hmm. to find your little niche. So instead of, you know, trying to sell the same old thing, you have to find the product that goes well with some of that other media. Okay. Um, so, you know, we go out and we you have a, a four-color press, but then you get a digital press and then you invest some money in some software that you can do variable data and you can – you know, instead of running a hundred thousand pieces at a time, you might run a uh, hundred jobs of five hundred pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and that's really where everything's kind of gone nowadays. Is uh, you don't need high volume; you need quality pieces that have high value. So that you you mentioned some some buzzwords in there uh, that maybe some of our listeners might not be familiar with. You mentioned variable data. Walk our walk our listener uh, through. What variable data is, and where where may have they experienced variable data and they didn't even know they didn't know what that meant and and what and how they were engaging with them? Well, actually, you probably see it in your mailbox every day. Um, okay. you, mail's still coming. There's still a ton of it. Yeah. Okay, everybody wants to send out their bills, right. uh, but they also want to do marketing that actually focuses in on you as okay. a consumer. Okay, they want to know what you are doing. Okay. Um, so you might pick up a piece with variable data and might have uh, it might have Alex's name on it, and it might have um, it might have some information that you like uh, sports or something like that and basketball hmm. of the local area, and you could put a piece together that you know it's it's going to have some of those things that you like. Variable data is taking a lot of data from an Excel file and putting it into artwork. Customization, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the software and you have to have the knowledge to do that. We spent a lot of time at Balsley Printing learning how to do that. That's our pre-press department. I mean, they are self-learning individuals that were like, yeah, this is kind of cool. We can we can take this to a whole new level. Which kind of underscores, I think, what I heard the other day, uh, which is, you know, every every business is a technology business nowadays. You really have to 
understand technology and how to make it how to make it useful uh, in your industry. Because you know, long long are the uh, long gone are the days where you, like you said, you know, hey, we just run a bunch of letterhead yeah. around here, and it's just one thing after another. Now you're now you've got a lot of different small jobs on digital presses and variable data, a lot of changing things, a lot of software, new hardware, and you have to it seems that you have to understand all of that. Correct. I don't though. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you, we have the team to do it. So there you I, go. I'm. Yeah, that's that's why you have a good team, and that's how you're going to succeed. Is if you have other people around you that know more than you do on their mm. in their areas. Um, I might go out and try to find a new ideas and come back and say, this is really cool. What do you think of this? Do you see any value in this? Do you see us growing with this? Um, I just went out to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago um, with a software conference with EFI, and they're big with the printing business with um, well, the software and the rips and things that we need to use on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at new digital storefronts. Um, and that's basically just a, a website that, that people can go to and order the things online. Now, we mm -hmm. currently have that, okay? We, we do have that, um, and a lot of people use it. But with, in this case, if we go, if we take it another step forward, people can order online and it goes directly into production. So I yeah. actually, you know, we might save four or five hours of, of accounting and customer service that are prepping all the jobs before it goes, but now it's just going. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that we have to do is that we have to train our clients. Okay, we to make their lives better, we got to teach them how to set up a file. Okay, yeah. a lot of people like you know five years ago they would send us PowerPoint presentations with low resolution photos and graphics that just aren't going to work. Okay, and you had to tell them you know, 300 DPI. Well, what is that? I got this off of Google. There's a photo here and it's 72 DPI. I'm like, <laughs> that's not going to look good. Right. So if you train your clients to do it, they can get more out of everything that they do. The more efficient we are, the more the faster they're going to get their product. You know, the less expensive it's going to be for them to do it, and the more money they can spend in the future to do more marketing like that. So we do a lot of focus on how to be a bit more efficient. I think we have a lot of the the equipment to take us above and beyond i think we're set that way but now talking to some of the individuals that want to take another step themselves they want to save time and this is all if we look at if we look at the evolution of uh Balsley printing this is all from back in 1912 when it was the the rockton herald so you print a news a newspaper, yeah, and you just need to fill the press with something else, right? And so what what was it at that time? Was it Balsley Printing Job Shop? Or yeah, I think it was. It would have been the Rockton Herald and Balsley Job Printing. Balsley Job Printing, yeah. So so everybody in Rockton can come get their business <laughs> cards done in between running the newspaper once a week. What a tremendous uh, transformation then from hey we're running the local paper and you know come use this press because it's just sitting here and you know we got time right. Uh, to now, you have a, a digital storefront where people can put up a job, and then it's going to go right to press, and then you're going to package it and, and ship it out for them. Correct. Wow. In how many years was that? 106? Well, 1912 to 64, right? 65. I was, was going to ask you, sold the what are things you used to print other than the paper that you don't print anymore? I mean, do you, you know, it's kind of funny. You, you print, you don't print a lot of invoices anymore, mm. you know? There's, did there's you do the whole forms. multi part thing? Oh, we still do it. Oof, yeah. I think we still have. I, we just put a, a large four part form in today. Wow. I think what you 
everybody got away from letterheads and envelopes. Rarely ever did they write anymore. They did emails and um, people don't even talk on the phone anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we stopped doing that for a while back in 2008 and 2009. People could figure out a ways to communicate. But I think what you're finding now is everything is coming back because... Um, that was my next question is... is there was a thought that digital is going to wipe all this stuff out, but it seems like people like to have something to hold or Pendulum something swung too far. Yeah. See the, the way that I've seen is that, that 2008, 2009, everybody got away from printing cause it actually costs money. Okay. You can go out and find a 21 year old kid that I could do social media for you and run your website. Cause you can go to godaddy.com and you can get a website, right? Mm -hmm. So nowadays I would not consider that marketing anymore websites and social media are brick and mortar that you have to be a part of that right. okay that is just like your building that is your brick and mortar that's where people can find you we see what they do what you do who you are um, find referrals and all that stuff printing is now valuable I think it's more valuable now than ever before so when you are say you need to get flooring done Oh, no, there's a good one. This is on my own personal one. So I need to get uh, a new sliding glass door in my, uh, for my patio. And so you get online and you start looking at sliding glass doors and everything pops up. You got Menards, you got Lowe's, you got Home Depot, and you got a couple other places or even online that you can order them. So we decided to go to Menards. And when you walk up to Menards, you got a ton of doors and sliding glass doors and all that stuff. And then you have one brochure for that one vendor that sells that product, okay? So they have four or five different vendors that sell a sliding glass door. But that one vendor that has a hard copy brochure that I can take home and look through, you know, then you start doing research online for that particular vendor. Um, I think it's a huge value nowadays because we just take it the next step forward. Hmm. Um, you can go online and, and find out where to get a flu shot. But you know what, if you get something in the mail that says, you know, free flu, free flu shots or $25 flu shot anytime you want, quick entry, quick exit, flu shot. You might just drive over there rather than calling your primary physician because, you know, you're not going to get in for, you know, a week. Mm -hmm. But it's that, that little piece that is in your hands that actually makes a big difference. So are you saying you're seeing an uptick then in, in printing? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Where's it head? Where's it? Yeah, where's it head? Where's, where's printing go? Do you see that, that it's going to come back to where it was, or is it just changing forms? Or I think it's changing forms. Data, I, I think uh, it's people still want things in their hands, but I think the more information that people have in their hands, the better. Uh, the fortunate thing about the 2008-2009 recession is that you know we went from about 25 different printers in this town to about four. Okay, so there's a lot of ways to actually pick up the slack there and, yeah. and pick up more business. So we were fortunate enough to uh, withstand that and pick up a lot more business. Now, on top of that, with the websites coming out and social media, um, we're now a national company. Okay, we go from being a small printer in Rockton, Illinois, to being, you know, we have clients in 40 states right now. Wow. Um, and that's not from marketing. That is from referrals. I mean, we grew up in an age that... You know, printing was everywhere, and then now the people who took over in 2008, 2009, all the people that were designers, they were digital designers. They didn't have a clue on what print media was. They didn't know how to design it. They didn't know how to put it together. Um, now it's coming back, and you're getting some old-school people, and they're saying, you really got to print something. We need some materials to go out and sell this stuff. 
So with fewer printers out there and more capabilities, we're we're getting referrals all over the country right now. Wow. So, you know, I just, I think I spoke to a couple different healthcare companies that in the past week that said that they were going to expand by 30 to 40 different locations over the next two years. How does and it And we change? have to be prepared for that. So, and I assume you don't have an outside salesperson out of this area. No, you don't need one. Okay, you don't? You don't, there's no thought of, of trying to adjust your business model now that you're more of a national thing? No, I, I, like I said, I think you can do everything in one place. Uh, I can talk to everybody online. You can do, you can have web conferences. You, you can send them hard copy materials. You can get referrals from a guy who is 10 states over. Um, but you have local salesmen. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So that, to me, that's kind of interesting. You have local people. Well, we're a local. We want to stay local. I mm -hmm. mean, we're a Rockton company um, and a Rockford company. So we want to stay local. We want to keep our ties. We've been here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And we really appreciate those people that have gotten us there. But to to take it to the next level, um, we have to realize that we are a national company. And I think that was that's part of our success over the last five years is that I can communicate with a healthcare company down in Birmingham, Alabama, or Virginia Beach, Virginia, just on the phone. Because there's a lot of people that have no idea how to do print marketing. They have no idea how to do uh, direct mailers or anything like that. And we kind of point them in that direction. When, when you're thinking about your organization, there's a lot of different, a lot of different uh, types of printing, a lot of different types of things that could be printed, maybe, shall we say. Uh, is there a specialty that Balsley has? Is there something you really pride yourselves on that that's our thing? Or do you, or is it just kind of like, no, we're actually, after all these years, we are excellent in all types of printing. I think we are excellent in ideas. Okay. Um, you know, we, we appreciate the very easy jobs, very easy jobs are the black and white forms, the letterheads, the envelopes are the ones that kind of make you money. Yeah. Okay. Um, that really keeps the presses running. It keeps my, my team paid. Um, we love those things. But to take it to the next level, I think we find solutions for people. Because like I said, a lot of people who are designing for the first time have never designed printing and don't know how the process is. Mm -hmm. So you have to look out for new products and new ideas to actually get their name out. One cool thing is the post office came out with uh, something called Every Door Direct Mailers several years ago. Yeah. Um, with those, or it's it's a mailer that is great for retail businesses that can get out to the community. So you don't have to buy a mailing list. It's a saturated mailing. Um, so you can hit certain neighborhoods and go into USPS.com and pick the neighborhoods that you want to hit. It has a lot of demographics, so you can see household size. You can see um, average income. Uh, you can see the area. So if you want to hit a certain neighborhood, you can control that. Uh, with that, you not only do you not have to address it, but the postage is only 17.6 cents a piece. You know, that's the thing that people stopped doing is because postage just kept going. Well, right. they came out with a product that you can do it. Well, about four or five years ago, I went directly to the post office to get it approved to put a magnet on it. I mean, so there's a lot of magnet mailers out there, but you got to pay about 30 cents of postage and you got to get it adhered and all that. And it's extremely expensive, but I got it approved by the post office to start sending these EDDMs with magnets. And that's been a huge hit all over the country. Well, did you actually did you have to go in that dark room and talk to the postmaster? Oh. No. 
No, not no, not. I'm familiar with that dark room. <laughs> I've seen it. Well, everything is national nowadays. So if paper. You, you work with uh, your regional officers of the post office, and they'll send it off to somebody else, and they approve it. It's pretty neat. Sadly, side foot reference. What, okay. One of my favorite. You've been in that room. <laughs> No, it is it is amazing because you look at some industries that really thought it's going to get wiped out and and they've and the weak ones did, right? Um but the smart ones survived. And it you know you don't the Rockton Herald. I mean, I used to be in the newspaper industry. We're still trying to figure out if the newspaper industry, I mean, I'm sure it's going to survive in some form, but they still haven't figured out what form. Um you look at other industries. So in your case, the printing is on the upswing. Is that a national thing or is that just a, Bo- a Bosley thing? I think it's a. I think it's a national thing. I think it depends on who's still out there. There's a ton of printing you still have to do around here. Um, people do want hard copy pieces in their hand. Um, I think you also have to adjust that it's not just printing a brochure or doing a mailer. It's it's large format. Large format's getting huge. If you have that type of tape. Capability, uh, you know, you can take it above and beyond. And when you say large format, okay, so I, we've got uh, we've got some listeners what, who, who might not again know what we're talking about. What's large format? Anything printed on a very large piece. Okay. Okay. So everywhere you walk, look around. There's posters. Mm-hmm. There are you know, there's signs or stop signs mm-hmm. everywhere you look. There's something printed on it. Mm-hmm. That is large format. Okay. Okay. So you. Everywhere you look, there's a like there's beyond a, letter, a brochure size, right? Or beyond eight, oh, eight beyond nine, it, eleven. Yeah. Okay. The typical press might run up to maybe twenty to. Well, it's usually about twenty to forty inches, but they're not going to run large signs on it. You've, mm-hmm. you've seen those big, large formats where they do banners and everything mm-hmm. like that. We have some very good large format printers in the area, um, and so you kind of have to offer that as well. We yep. have to be salespeople for them as well. Um, so the more that we can offer if it's a total package that you know we're gonna do a mailer you're you know you work with a, a web company and they put up a website and do an e-blast and work on a social media campaign and then you got seo companies that are working with you if you start working with a lot of different partners you can create some very cool campaigns do you have to outsource some of it do you have the printers on on site that can print everything or is there every once in a while you get something well okay you know, we'll sell it to you, and then you get off the phone, and you're like, and you, you call another company that has that machine. You know, that it's it's kind of funny. Back in, you know, before 2008, everybody thought they had to buy more equipment. They had to be more capable of getting that margin. So nowadays, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have large format. We know what we can do. We know what we're good at. But we also have the partners that are good at it, too. Um, those people that spent all the money on that equipment – they might be running at 30% right now. They might have $400 million worth of equipment on the floor, and instead of having three shifts back in 2002, they might have one shift that, you know, they have all that equipment on the floor. And it sounds to me like you're getting back to that idea of the the, the thing that you guys are really great are ideas. Correct. So you can, you can as an, as an organization, go to Balsley and – and really flesh out a really great concept of how printing is going to impact, you know, whatever their their uh, their needs are, and then you can do some of that work in house, or you can connect them up with other people who are going to do it. But you're that quarterback who can who can make sure that the play gets gets completed. Right. And when you find print shops in the area, 
we have a lot of connections. Yeah. You know, if somebody. Well, you've been around here forever. Well, yeah. Quite, but, quite literally. But I've learned a lot from a lot of the other partners in the area, large format guys. And, you know, there's guys that just do foil, foil stamping. Yeah. You know, I don't want to buy a $25,000 machinery that I'm going to run once every two weeks. I'm right. going to call that foil stamper. For sure. Um, so we have a lot of partners in the area. And we have to utilize those partners. I don't want to be... I don't want to be everything. I want to be good at what I do and connect people with the right people um, so we make a great campaign because yeah. I don't survive unless you survive. I love the stories when we start working with a company that has one person in their office starting a new company and 15 years later I'm working with a guy that has got 350 employees. And I mean, that, those are the greatest stories. Those yeah. are so much fun. And you, that's because you come up with ideas. It's sitting in their office until 7 o'clock at night brainstorming on what we're going to do with this new conference that is coming up. How are we going to bring people in? Who is your longest standing customer? I don't know. You don't have to tell I, us if you don't want. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're all, they're all <laughs> over the place. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, you know, there's some really old companies up in Rockton. I'm wondering if they've, you know, Grandpa Bosley worked with we worked with you for a hundred years. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I Grandpa was, Taylor Freezer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention any names, but you know, Is I that had Grandpa a, Freezer. I had a great conversation <laughs> with somebody in Rockton, um, probably two days ago, and I'm like, your father used to come in and talk to my father. <laughs> And he used to bring me toys and stuff. Yeah. And now you're running a business and I'm running a business. Let's and get you used to sit around my dinner table as we call it. Those are always cool crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you still see them. There's people that, you know, that's, they're still doing You keep doing any it. of that stuff? You got like some uh, wedding announcement from 1914 on the wall somewhere? Uh, not that late. I no. do have a, I do have a brochure. Somebody gave me a brochure that had my face on it when, when I was a kid. One of the Balsy <laughs> printing brochures when I was a kid. So you, you were like a, you I were a model? My, and then, Is that I, on your resume? I don't model? know. I should. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> you still look good after all these years. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the Botox. <laughs> we got clients. That's who you know. See, that's the great thing about printing is that we, we service everybody. So you can find any product. You guys looking for something, then we probably know them. Everybody prints. You, at some point, you need a printer at some point. Like you got married. You're graduating. Something. At some you point in your life, yeah, you need a printer at some you point. Died. You want to open a business. You need some business cards. You mm -hmm. need some letterheads. That's you true. Need a, everybody you need a mailer. print. That's an interesting one. Well, you know, and then the now one of the things I, I look in a lot, you know, we have the one million cups, which you guys have been to, and um, everybody comes around, they pass around cards, and, yep. and you can tell which ones have spent the money on the cards yep. Yep. Uh, and which ones really show off. And everybody's into this online, you know, you can, you, everybody's got a Facebook page, you can boost posts, you can do this and that. But face to face marketing, is still one of the top five things you need to do because you mm -hmm. got to you got to get out and you got to build a network and you got to find people you can work with, and yeah, again, you know, if you just hand somebody some weak you know, card that they got off right. the online printer, you can tell that this person's not really putting a lot of effort into it. Well, I think you're absolutely correct, and that's one of the things that when I talk to somebody about putting a campaign together, you know, you have to be humble with the fact that I'm only a little piece of that. Okay, you really have to go out there and you got to talk to. You got to talk to the television stations. You have to go to radio. You got to get a good website. You have to do your social media. You have to meet the public. Mm -hmm. You have to hand out things. You know, you have to make an impact with the community. And those people that do that, that is a full campaign. 
Okay, that is giving the tools for your sales staff and everything else to get moving. So, you know, and you know, in a year or two, they're going to recognize who you are, and you do have to continue doing that. But we're just a we're just a piece of the puzzle. So, think think with think with us for just a minute here. Uh, our our time's almost up. Uh, this is the What Works podcast, uh, and normally we ask people, you know, what, what things have worked, what things haven't worked. I'd like to ask you maybe, what's what's the most interesting piece that you have printed or that you're familiar with that Balsley has printed? What's the most interesting piece that comes to your mind? It comes to my mind would have to be this week. You know, something happened this week that we got a call from a very large uh, dairy farmer up in Wisconsin, very yeah. large, yeah. huge. And it was out of a referral. And we had to quote against this other company, give them a quote against this other company for coupons that used security paper. Okay. It's, they were, this company was sending out 25,000, actually 200,000 every quarter all over the country. And they were using the security paper so people couldn't copy them. They were losing oh. tens of thousands of dollars on the security and people copying it and going to get their dollar off. Yeah. Well, they wanted us to quote on it with the security paper that they had been using. Well, we started quoting on it. We were a little bit higher. And then I got a call from the paper company saying, oh, by the way, the security paper just went up 40%. <laughs> okay, so instead of spending... Oh man! You know, instead of spending one hundred and fifty dollars a thousand, we were spent. They wanted us to spend five hundred dollars a thousand, and it was across the board. Everybody would have to do this. So I talked to our graphic designer <laughs> and I talked to our production guy, and she's like, "I can do this. I can. I can create the security tent. I mean, all it is is it's a sleight of eye. It's just you know, it's <laughs> running a hundred and fifty line screen and." and doing it 16%, 17 and we'll try it out. And what we did is we put it on the press. She came up with several different designs to put it on the press. And we printed it after we'd put it on the press with several different options, we put it on the digital press and it works. I mean, we actually created something for them using ink rather than buying several thousand dollars in paper. Wow. And so by doing that, I mean, and. Then they came back and they're like, that is so cool because we sent it to them because we wanted them to make a copy of it. <laughs> right. Like, Does it work? Can and they're like, it yeah, it's unbelievable. It works. And then they're like, can we customize it? And we're like, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? So they can they could put anything they want on it. At first, we just wanted to put the Balsy Printing Penguin on it or yeah. something like that. And uh, no, they want to customize it. Like, shame on you for copying this coupon. <laughs> Those are the types. But we can do that now because we figured out how to create it. And you can, yeah, it's just by ink without the paper. Wow. And that just happened just last just week. That, is that can be a national thing. <laughs> Those, that's where we come in. Yeah. Wow. That is a great way to end this podcast. Oh, no, I had I, another question. Penguin. I'm sorry. The penguin. Well, yeah, what, why, why a penguin logo? I don't know. I mean, it's not like it came from Alaska. I always <laughs> thought that my father and my uncle were sitting there one night and... My uncle would have said something like, we got to have a logo if I'm going to sell this stuff. And, and they cracked a bottle of booze out and came up with two ideas. It was either a penguin or a frog, and they went with the penguin, and it worked out pretty well for the past 40-something years. Everybody loves That's the probably the story. We can't perfect check it anyhow. 
We'd have to look it up in Rockton Herald. All they, all they <laughs> probably could. It's probably, probably, probably in the Rockton Herald. <laughs> My There's grandmother probably a wrote a, let, a story about that and put it in the Rockton Herald. So there you go. Oh. Is that a microfiche someplace? It, at the in Rockton, Ida, in the Ida Library. The library, yeah. The library. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I What a, what a fascinating look into uh, Balsley Printing, which has been around since the earth's been cooling. Uh, and yeah. and the, the life, I mean, the life of, of printing and the, the fascinating changes that are happening, and the, I mean, the cool things that you're kind of inventing uh, as as you go along, uh, such as that security paper. So, listeners, if you if you're interested in in talking to Sam Balsley and Balsley Printing, uh, Sam, tell us how how would they get in contact with you? Well, you can find us online at www.balsleyprinting.com, or you can give us a call at eight one five six two four seven five one five you can always email me sam at balsley printing and if you if you need a solution or something and just have no idea what to do just give us a call we'll be happy to help that's fantastic sam thanks for joining us on thinkers what works podcast thank you guys appreciate it